Hello and welcome back to the Football Index podcast. I am rejoined by Tall Bob. Tall Bob first appeared on the Football Index podcast in episode 31, which is 43 episodes ago. How have you been since then? I've been good, man. It's been, um, I can't believe it's been almost a year. Um, uh, just come back from two months away traveling with my partner and we got engaged. So yeah, life's all pretty good at the moment. Congratulations. Congratulations from myself and I'm, I'm hoping all the <laughs> listeners as well. Uh, what, what's 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 different since episode 31? What what have you learned since then? Um, I've, uh, FI's changed a lot, obviously. We've seen a lot of changes with the in-play dividends and kind of this current kind of youngster boom. Man United are back in the in the fray, which <laughs> um, has seen, a big, I think, a big change in the index as well. Um, uh, spending two months of kind of away from the index has kind of slowed me down probably a little bit in my amount of trading just because I'm not quite sure where I'm at at the moment um, and where I'm at in the market. So that's probably tempered my trading a little bit and I'm just now waiting with anticipation with the share split to see kind of what's going to happen. Mm. And Correct me if I'm mistaken, but you were traveling around New Zealand? Yeah, I did uh, did a uh, little stop in Dubai, Australia for a couple of weeks, um, then New Zealand, then Fiji, and then uh, Hong Kong on the way home. So the only place I could kind of really still trade was New Zealand. And, and it worked all right uh, out there. Did you see any football index traders while you were out there? Uh, I didn't meet any. Um, most of the people I was kind of meeting along the way had no idea <laughs> what it was. I actually had uh, one, uh, one of my mates now works for uh, Wellington Phoenix, um, doing their social media, uh, and he was the one person I really wanted to chat to about FI because it'd be great to talk to. He was, he's big into his uh, FPL, um, but sadly we didn't get to meet up because he was working the night we uh, we met up. But he got us free tickets to the game, which was great. Well, at least you got to go watch some footy, um, yeah. <laughs> even though it wasn't it was P- PB eligible awful. football. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> the first the quality in the first half was dreadful I think they were 2-0 down and then uh, yeah they catch came out 1-4-2 I think oh. yeah. so second half was pretty good not at least an entertaining game then but, but you know you said that you're kind of unsure where you're at right now but if you were to start a football index today what would your advice to new users be? probably pretty similar to kind of what I would have said a year ago to be honest it's, it's genuinely putting as much as you can afford to put in um, ideally start with a small amount and just kind of see, learn how everything works. Get Know what instant sell is. Know what kind of makes the market tick. Um, even just learning about dividends and kind of um, the potential returns you can gain from that. Um, I do think you need to join the various communities. Um, uh, I'm Twitter. I don't think I'm that active on Twitter really, but I do kind of read it quite a lot and just because of time-wise I'm kind of um, these things can be used to scroll through Twitter. I haven't joined Slack yet, which I've been meaning to do since I've come back, so I need to get on with that. Um, but I think you do need to kind of be very news aware, but not necessarily be led by what people are saying on who to buy. Make your own calls on who to buy. I've made that mistake where I've probably been led by someone else's quick opinion and made a bad decision as a result of it. Yeah, some wise words there. I do, I do think that even if you're not a Twitter person, even if you're not very engaged in any communities, that heading over to Twitter, Slack, the Facebook group, the Football Index Forum. I was saying to you before we get we got started here that um, when I posted on the forum for questions, I, I, I hadn't done it for a while. And I didn't really expect many, but 
we got such a <laughs> so many questions that uh, it's going to be hard to get through them in an hour I think I said in a, in a tweet that this might be a long one uh, but hopefully I won't take up too much of your time but before we get into some of those questions um, apologies for the previous episode for those of you who didn't really like it I don't think I've ever had that much of a mixed response to an episode um, so uh, again I can only uh, apologize for for anyone who didn't really fancy it and and hopefully this one is is more uh you know a little bit more inclusive to to the wider audience because uh, i mean the numbers were still good but um people just there was there seemed to be a lot more of a negative reaction but again i think there was someone who pointed out that it's important to have a, a as wide a very a, a variety of guests as possible which kind of it is on the brand for me and, and kind of what I do on, on the Fitcast, having as many different opinions on as possible. If you guys have seen, I've been or I've nominated myself or thrown my hat in the ring for the um, best gambling creator over at the Football Blogging Awards. So if you want to vote for me, just head over to the footballbloggingawards.co.uk or you can vote via Twitter. All you have to do is tweet basically, I am voting for uh, at FI guide underscore in the uh, FBAs, which is at the fbas and then for hashtag best gambling creator if you'd like to vote for me and if the content's helped you out i'd really appreciate it it'd be uh, it'd be great just to get nominated or be shortlisted if you guys want to see some video content head over to my youtube channel i recently published a review of index gain uh, and we've got pl- plenty of questions from their community uh, in this episode if you want to see some written work head over to the football index blog that's myself liam football index lm and uh, fi trader who do a fortnightly blog and i think this time we're going to publish either either late Monday night or Tuesday after the share split announcement. If you want to collaborate with me or sponsor the podcast, hit me up on football.index.guide at gmail.com. And last but not least, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you never miss a show. Uh, first question, FI Bruce Wayne, our very own Batman. Are you part of the FITP or the FI Illuminati? So I think FITP is the Football Index Twitter police, I believe, Bob. Yeah, I'm I'm the Commissioner Gordon of um of Football Index Twitter Police, uh Mr. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> um <laughs> How did you how did you how did you come to, to get to such a privileged status? Uh, uh, just through hard work and dedication, really. Um, <laughs> um I I'm a member of a couple of kind of discussion groups. I don't know if that classes as the Facebook Twitter police. Um uh, I kind of when I see this on Twitter of people complaining about the Illuminati and, and what they are and what they do, it baffles me. It For me, I genuinely just think it is, uh, I mean, it probably links to the question we've got coming up later, but um, people just seem to f- look for reasons that maybe they're not trading that well. Um, I've I've potentially looked for those reasons, but I don't blame it on a group of other people. There are, there, I mean, it's in the terms and conditions, isn't it, for FI that, that group trading is 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 I suppose you call it illegal, yeah, um, or, or manipulation of prices in, in general. That yeah, exactly. a lot of people have kind um, of alluded to. The Twitter discussions I'm in with people, nobody's doing that. The discussions is about football. That's what it is. It's sharing of ideas. It's no different to Twitter itself. It's it's actual open feed rather than it being in messages, and it's no different to me tweeting my mate saying, "Oh my god, have we seen?" God, Ronaldo's done it again and, and kind of going, actually, I think he's got a chance now of doing this or doing that or doing whatever. I might buy some more shares in him. It's The discussions are, are just like that. And I think um, 
the ranting about it just baffles me. It's it's find something else to focus your energy on. <laughs> I just, yeah, I was literally about to say I don't know how people find time to consistently call out so many different users and these are some of the users that have been on from the start like football index from the very start and i think nick uh who used to work for football index when he came on the podcast he said that you know without some of those traders at the start football index would have probably failed because um there was so much capital that they dedicated to the platform that it was actually really important that they were there so i think saying um that you know they should get with the times or that they think they're bigger than everyone else or whatever um, is, is a strange one. But also you got to not be thankful, but realize that without the traders at the start who really put um, their money where their mouths are, that uh, we wouldn't be really here where we are today. And similarly, when people talk about, oh, you know, there's big traders who are bullying this and that, or like they're not really... Um, that they're being kind of like they they have a bad attitude or whatever. Again, eighty percent of your profits as a company, or especially as a small to medium sized company, come from twenty percent of your customers. So, if you're Football Index and if you're any gambling company, you are focused on satisfying your bigger uh, traders or bigger punters more than the smaller ones. That's just the way gambling is, and I think that that's it, more so with Football Index. That's the way that their um, business model uh, business model revolves around. So. Personally, I, I find it all quite strange. I don't understand why um, you, if you're a small trader, you can't understand why big traders are important. And if you're a big trader, you can't understand why small traders are important. There's that. Um, they're important for different reasons. And I think we should just realize that and move on. The, the FITP stuff is crazy. I'm pretty sure it's uh, half of them are parodies. And if they're serious, they're just absolutely insane. Uh, <laughs> next question, I guess we'll move on from that. Uh, unless you've got anything else to say on that, Bob. Uh, no, I think that kind of sums up, sums my view up as well. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Carl Tyrell, how tall are you? Three foot two. Um, Three foot no, two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, six foot six. Um, so not so. I, I'd like, be interested to find out if I was the tallest trader. I don't think I would be the tallest trader. I think there would oh, be really? some. Uh, I think there could be like a six foot nine or out there or something. Maybe Pete Crouch is on the um, FI. Well, he, um, he's, he can't. Surely he's still playing for yeah. Burnley. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. That would be. Pro- that would I always, be I always forget trip. he's not retired. Yeah. No. Oh, he came on last week against Liverpool, didn't he? As well. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 I guess be- be- because of the Peter Crouch podcast, I always yeah. think that he's he's retired. That's exactly what I was just about to say. Uh, <laughs> maybe he'll retire next season when he starts making money from his podcast. I'm pretty sure the BBC are, are paying him handsomely, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I have seen you in real life. We've met uh, at a trade meet, and you are tall. I'm not going to lie, he, the man is tall. I think uh, I was the tallest at trading <laughs> me, so I'll take that for now. Uh, this is a question from the uh, Index Gain Slack community. Penguin, if you could hold a banana with your feet, what foot would be preferable? Probably my left. I've thought about this way too much. Um, just because it's, it's got a slightly bigger gap between its big toe and, and the next toe, so I think I'd hold it better. <laughs> I, I don't know what to answer that with. I'm just going to move on. Uh, we're actually going to do our data quest, uh, data question, our data section quite early on in this episode. And I thought it'd be quite interesting to see the kind of dividend returns or yields last year between March 2018, 15th of March 2018 and the 18th of May 2018. So when the Champions League approached the quarterfinals and same with the Europa League and until um, the respective finals. Uh, guess who the number one media yield was, Bob? And I, I, I think it'd be e- or harder for you to guess if you didn't have the numbers right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I would have guessed this anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, Mo Salah. Uh, yeah, because so he, he went on that kind of, just that run towards him. So it was probably combined with the amount of goals he was getting at that mm. time, the the push for for the most goals for Liverpool in the season, and all that. So yeah, that kind yeah. of that makes sense to me. And then no surprise that Ronaldo's number two. Yeah, and then obviously the Mohamed Salah injury in the final as well. Yeah. Just there yeah. was so much buzz around that that yeah. um, there was no surprises really. And then, that... and then the conspiracy theories on that about Ramos purposely trying to break his shoulder. As yeah. a Liverpool fan, the arguments that that, that should have been replayed is all bollocks. <laughs> um, it's a couple of uh, sadly there are probably deluded Liverpool fans in there. I would call them out as well. It was, <laughs> they they beat us. They, yeah, they encouraged yeah. me two awful mistakes. So yeah, I defend that. What can you do? Surprised not to see Sergio Ramos there, actually, considering. Um, yeah, just think that. Not even in the top. I mean, I suppose, in a way, he was always, co- with the media, he was always combined with Salah. Yeah. So if he wasn't yielding, yeah, that's it seems to do, with, to, do with, to do with Salah. So I, I would have thought there would have been some, some triple days, though, that he may have yeah, been something. two or three. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. But Gareth Bale there, obviously in number ten, two point seven, two point zero seven percent. That was obviously after the bicycle kick, and then you know his comments afterwards, which is quite interesting. And then down, if we look at the PB yields, a lot of the players in here are players that were actually in the Europa League. So Valon Barisha when he was playing for um, Salzburg, um, we've got uh, Gabi Atletico Madrid's uh, Gabi, who uh, was pl- still playing quite a lot. Um, Hikori Saka. Uh, Marseille, uh, Raul Albiol, um, Napoli, Napoli centre half, um, and then uh, Angel Correa as well, uh, Atletico Madrid player. Oh, Mandzukic as well, probably from a Champions League game, and Jeco as well. Uh, not 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 forgetting that um, Roma obviously got all the way to the semi finals. Um, so yeah, you, you could see a clear trend here that players that get further on in these competitions seem to yield really really big percentages i mean i'm looking at raul albiol there 32.97 percent um sakai 21.05 percent uh who else have we got angel correa 17.33 percent and these are all in dividend returns so really really strong returns if you can pick the right players at the right times during these latter stages it shows that there is value in those players that i mean yeah the top 10 are all yielding pretty much over 20 percent um mm. To pick ten players out of the final eight teams in each, you'd probably like to get one. So you've got one player there that that you could easily make very, very good returns on. Yeah, and I think um, you mentioned to me before we started the show that you were quite surprised considering the draws that there wasn't a lot more capital moving around. And obviously that's probably because the share split announcement is so close. But do you want to talk a bit more about that? Yeah, I was because uh, I, I just remember last year. I think we, th- I think two things have happened this season that I've noticed since I've been back is that that I don't think the drops on teams going out have been as severe as they were. And I know Barca got knocked out in the quarterfinals, wasn't it last year? Yeah, it was the quarterfinals, so it's the next day. So we may still see those drops. And I know there were drops in the, in the Madrid players and um, uh, who else went out? I'm trying to remember who went out uh, last week. Um, um, who went out last week? Uh, PSG, obviously. Uh, PSG, yeah, and PSG didn't seem to be as big a drop. There was no two pound. I mean, Neymar was injured, but there's no even Mbappe and players like that weren't dropping. I don't think to the same levels we saw last year. So I think I actually think that's a good thing. Um, I think it's people probably realised that patience was, was kind of key. Football carries on after those those knockout games. Um, but what I'm surprised that now we're into the, the triple um, PB days with a smaller pool. We've not seen those rises yet. 
Um, I don't know uh, if potentially people are just holding back. There have been a lot of chat about people holding back funds until Monday and whether we'll see those rises then. Um, but that'll be quite interesting to see. Yeah, I think we've got a few questions about that. But it, but it is interesting to, to see that maybe, you know, if the share split announcement comes and dividends are increased, for example, uh, media or performance or both, probably I think we'll see a uniform kind of thing happen, that maybe some of these Champions League players will see big rises. I think if you, I'm just looking through the PB prices, I mean, the top, nobody in the top 10 from last year was priced above a pound. Um, mm. and which is why obviously they've got such big yields. But if you think we're just about to split those by four, and if dividends don't change, or <laughs> there's only a slight variation, I mean, I, th- I think they will change to a certain degree, but I think they will be higher. They'll be slightly higher in mm. real terms. Um, those returns are going to be higher at those sort of prices, mm. which um, could see some some major spikes, especially towards the possibly the lower end of the market. Um yeah, that could be really interesting to see. Definitely. I think you could definitely see 50% yields uh, during a game day in these kind of uh, knockout rounds or quarterfinals, yeah. or certainly 25, 30-plus percent. And when you throw in in-play dividends as well, so say, yeah. for example, a player gets a hat-trick, Mandzukic maybe is a good example, price probably quite kind of in that. Uh, what's, what's his price at the moment? I haven't seen it. 98p, uh, I've got yeah, it Yeah, he's around a pound, isn't he? So, say for example, he gets a hat trick in the fir- in the first leg. He's going to be returning if those dividends don't change. He's going to be returning over ten percent anyway. Mm. I mean, um, if he's if he's twenty five p and say, uh, you know, that two p gets split by oh, gosh, yeah. four, it's zero point five p scores a hat trick. Yeah. That's that's one point five p already. Um, yeah. So that's nearly ten percent in itself, or that's like seven percent, whatever. And then you uh, throw on potentially a, a, a win on that day if you're getting a hat trick, and it's. Um, yeah, that, that could be quite yeah, yeah. Uh, quite insane to see, really. Yeah, so it's 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 one to think about. I think that a lot of people have asked, like, where would your money go straight after the, um, uh, you know, straight after the announcement? And I always say that think about what is in people's minds or in the forefront of people's minds, and that will be players that have performed really well recently. So look at who's won PB recently. I mean, I, I think um, people kept asking me, what would you, what are you going to do? And I said, well, put it in the Rashford of the time at the time so who's really destroyed i mean we saw um messi and ronaldo for example uh do really well in the champions league and whether or not they're you know people they're not really the flavor of the month due to ages and stuff and you know we can debate those till the cows come home you still have to think about those things who who has done really well recently who, who might get some love and then also you know things like the Europa League, Champions League draw. People are going to panic and and have big cash balances. Look where to see it. Juventus have a kind draw. Liverpool have a kind draw. Think about those kind of things as well. I think we're going to see movement um, in those areas and and players that have done really well recently. Uh, the one where you brought Messi up there. That's the one that's baffling me. I mean, I know it's quite a few people, and maybe it is simply just the age factor. But you look at his PB returns recently. If that was any other player on the market. I think if if Mbappe was delivering that, mm. he'd have risen five, six. Sancho the same. They'd have risen probably another five pound on what they're on now. Um, in in my view, but, oh easily. I mean, I I I I'd hazard a guess that if one of those two were doing that, they'd be pushing on twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven quid easily. If you consider that over twenty five percent of Messi scores have been two hundred plus, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think it's that the was. Play- <laughs> He's the player for me at the moment that that. The Matrix favours the most. 
Certainly, certainly. And I think um, credit to FI on that end. They've clearly got that right. <laughs> if he's kind of, you know, he's got the most goals and assists in the world at the moment. And if he's the best player for PB, then to some extent, uh, you've got to give them credit where credit's due, I guess. Um, but but thank you very much, uh, Index Gain. I actually use BuzzBot to, to find those. Uh, so uh, if you've got premium membership, BuzzBot is a, is a great tool to use. I didn't even need uh, Dan or DCA's help, which was was great fun. But if you guys want to head over to indexgain.co.uk to find more amazing data um, and maybe register up to their premium service, you can use my code FIG2019, which gets you 50% off your first month, which is uh, not a shabby deal. Half price off your first month. I think you said you're considering joining, aren't you, Bob? Yeah, I should really do it today. Um, today's the first uh, like weekend um, I've had where I've not had to go and visit family and not do all those sort of things. Yeah. Do. Um, so, uh, that's what I was able to do this today. It's like, actually, today's the day I can get kind of a little bit sod in preparation for the share split, obviously. Mm, uh, but no, so I, I've heard a lot of good things about it, so mm, uh, we'll be mm. signing up. Well, I look forward to seeing you on it. Uh, we've got a section here about uh, the community and communication. So first question is from TC, who's been on the podcast, and I think this got the most likes from my uh, Twitter post. So I guess this is a popular question and I want to start with. What is your opinion on FI engaging quite actively on Twitter in casual communications and conversation, but often going quiet when proactive communication might be needed? And then in brackets, he says, for example, the recent tech issues. Um. I used to work in PR before I kind of moved into TV production. Um, so I've kind of, have watched this fascinatingly, especially with, with Mike's tweets and all, and all that. I, I was one who got quite uh, bad, I think quite badly stung by the, um, when they had the issue of the duplicating of shares when they were mm. going up for, for sale. Uh, and I effectively couldn't trade for almost two weeks. I didn't know what my portfolio was I was genuinely looking and I have no idea. I didn't because I didn't. And just to clarify, Bob, was this was it. not this tech issue, but when it happened previously, right? Yeah, I think it was. A, it was about September last year. Yeah. I might be making it. Yeah. It was around that time, um, and I couldn't trade. And things were happening, and I was. I was kind of like, well, I don't want to trade because I don't actually know what what money's in there now. I've kind of lost tr- lost track of what's <laughs> there and what's not. Um, and they got better with that as it went. Um, I've not been affected this time so much, uh, mainly because I haven't been trading as much as I, I have done in the past. But it does; it's where FI, I think, as a company, has kind of got got to pick a lane at the moment. Um, um, we, I think, we all love that we we know we know Mike, um, we know Adam, uh, we know Tom. We, we go to the trading meets, we meet them, we chat with them, and that's really nice. It kind of invests us in the company probably a bit more, which is great. But there's a reason bigger companies kind of become a bit more faceless and it's so that they can deal with these things a lot easier and quicker and more professional. But, but um, just just to sorry, just to nudge in, and I, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you know more than me about this stuff coming from a PR background. The, the, the area that I work in, in, in financial services, there are companies sprouting up now that have millions of customers and are still able to communicate with customers um, with a face so i think that can scale i i don't know if you know just because you have 20 million customers like bet 365 it means that you don't have to communicate with customers i think there's 
there's something that has to be there's there's kind of a, a balancing act here where it has to be more professional than what fi do but not as gray and faceless as what um what the, the bigger companies do agree i completely agree with that um i was thinking about the um what it comes across at the moment for me is, is it seems to be a burying in the hat sand of the people who are quite talkative it's kind of what the question is, is asking really quite talkative when things are going well and then when these issues are coming up, or there's the questions about the spreads that we've seen, it kind of is, is either burying the sand or coming across kind of quite defensive in that communication. I was thinking back to when Apple messed up, was it the iPhone 4 or 5? Where it was where they they messed up the production of the iPhone 5 and the, and this, um, the phone was just badly designed hmm. that people were losing reception on their phone. Uh-huh. And everyone was complaining about it. Steve Jobs, I don't remember coming out and saying, who was obviously the face of the company at the time, coming out and going, we've got technical issues. They just went, as a company, backwards, just issued a, okay, we've made a mistake, here's the solution. They sent out a plastic case for everyone so the phone would work properly. Um, and I think maybe perhaps in in that case of, okay, you're letting your comms team deal with it, maybe actually the element is more speed in which what, what it's dealt with. Um the comms team in terms of tech issues isn't as quick as maybe the marketing is about the good things. And I think that's maybe where there's a little bit of a lag um, that maybe needs addressing. Um, I think because the, the product is 24 hours, uh, that makes it difficult to respond communication-wise while your tech teams are trying to deal with these issues. I don't think any of us doubt that they're trying to fix anything that is wrong. Nobody, nobody I don't think, has got any concerns about that. It's just the information that comes alongside it. Um, over the past couple of weeks, even though I've not been seeing the issues, the push notifications on the app—I've only seen it once or twice on my phone that there's been issues that they've yeah, acknowledged. Yeah, I'm not—I'm not certain that everyone knows, but uh, I think we should probably mention it. The share split announcement uh, or the details for it are going to be at 7 p.m. on Monday because uh, I—I I didn't get the sh- uh, the push notification, and I just maybe similarly to yourself i saw it on twitter and people telling me in group chats that um that's when the announcement's going to be so you know if you didn't know that now you know <laughs> yeah well it's, and, and that's that's worrying because for me that's assuming everybody who's on fi is on twitter that's yeah. not necessarily no, that a lot of people have got access to it or i mean or... i mean no, no the, the push notification was via the app i think yeah uh, that's what yeah. i mean uh, what uh, so what i mean is that you're finding out on twitter about it Everybody, everybody who is on FI should have had that push notification. If they've got it switched off, that's their own that's their own decision on their phone. But can they guarantee that everyone? Oh, actually, I haven't. I has an email even come through. I no, haven't seen an no. email. See, it's, see, it's, that, that's one of those things, isn't it? The everyone's yeah. registered with an email. You should probably yeah. email that out. Yeah, it should be emailed and 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 communication then the community will put it on Twitter for you, and then you can follow it with your company yeah. Twitter. Um, do, do, it just you, seems a little bit all over the place for me at the minute yeah do, do you think though bob that i i take what you've said about people kind of posting on twitter and that they can't cater to everyone 24 hours a day but i mean if someone posts something about an issue that's affecting their trading or affecting their experience of football index and you don't get a response but an hour later football index tweets something and i know look i've i've you know done social media for you know companies i've helped people with their social media i've obviously you know built my brand from social media uh you can obviously um automate those tweets 
But there's some of them that have clearly been done right there and then. So why can't you just respond to someone uh, pulling up a query or pulling up a, an issue? Or wh- why isn't a statement being released by uh, customer service, maybe even on a daily basis, kind of updating people where they are? Because I think that, again, I, I point again to this, again, I point to this unique business model that Fitbit Index have, which is whereby everyone who has money in there feels slightly like a stakeholder this isn't like a uh you know forex platform where they are just the middleman the intermediary who just helps people shake hand on shake hands on trades these are you know effectively the money that you have in players football index is using so again that i think people need to realize when they kind of compare this to you know I think you've mentioned Apple, uh, people have mentioned other big betting companies that the business model is fundamentally different and therefore everything else is different, whether that's comms, marketing, product, everything has to be done slightly differently and I don't think you can compare it to any singular um, entity. I agree, completely agree. And I think the thing we have to remind ourselves of that that it's still a relatively new company and a lot of the issues I think you could answer with why can't they do this, why can't they? They simply don't have the manpower at, at this time to to be able to do all those things. Um, I don't know quite – do you know how big the team is now that they've got working for them? I know they've been recruiting, but um... – I'd, I'd hazard a guess at between 50 and 80. Okay, that's probably more than I thought. Um, but in terms of dealing with those technical issues, how big is the app? Within that, how big is the team that is there to deal with the customer service kind of on Twitter and through email and through phone calls, I guess they'd be getting as well, and through probably forums on the way that they've got quite a lot to track um, that they might not have enough people to actually be able to respond to those. I think a simple way is, like you said, a, a, a communication daily. There's no doubt that, that each morning in FI, they, they, they probably have a small management team meeting just to go, right, where are we at with that issue? Okay. Let's get the comms out just to let people know where we're up to. Um, I think that would probably go a long way to, to allaying people's concerns. I think the reason I'm, I'm probably a little bit forgiving uh, with when I had the issue last year with them, and that is that I do realise that they are what they're trying to build. I believe in what they're trying to build, and I know they will get there. I do trust them from that point of view. Um, uh, but that time frame is going to start that running out and it'll be interesting to see what other traders kind of feel on that, whether they're kind of going right. I think maybe. that's a general feeling though, isn't it, Bob? Where yeah. people are kind of in that boat where you believe in the product, you've stuck through it with all these issues, knowing or hoping that at some point we will have a clear runway where, you know, issues don't happen. And look, it, all companies have issues, right? Visa's whole system went down um because of like a a hardware issue or um because someone or i think it was actually like a a personnel thing where someone actually just made a mistake ba's whole system went down because a cleaner unplugged something um things (laughs) happen had the big issue last year yeah i've left tsb as a result of it because i was kind of like this is frustrating that i can't access my money it's no different to what what could happen with fi yeah um but they have i haven't seen an improvement in tsb i didn't leave straight away i wait to see what happened the, the thing, communication for me was terrible and I've decided now to leave 
to leave them as a result. Yeah, and I think they they had like a big data migration where they essentially switched everything off and then tried to migrate it onto another platform and it, and it failed miserably. Um, what Football Index is trying to do is trying to migrate the data um, that they've got on their platform, their current backend to, to a new backend, but uh, I'm not sure if they're doing, they're doing it as successfully as they could. The, 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 the thing is though, Bob, like we've mentioned these uh, companies, TSB, Visa, um, and what's the other one that i just mentioned bloody hell um tsb visa and ba 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 yeah these are all old like legacy companies football football index are digital only right there is no branch um everything is based on a product built on you know code so i i don't like i'm less sympathetic because i come from a, a background or a you know i work in uh in an area where if you have a digital only product then the number one thing should be your tech that should be that should be your shit that's that's what you should be really good at because you know visa uh you know they have billions of pounds of transactions going uh, through their payment rails and they're built on very quite you know probably quite old systems so if it happens to them then you know th- things happen but football index have, have a small digital product that i think for me i give less sympathy to on the um tech issue side because your tech should be the forefront of your product for me in this situation in this business model if you've got a digital product i think i've mentioned quiff on here before uh you know i don't think their idea is good they literally just have a betting product that has one differentiating factor however their app is probably stronger their tech is probably stronger than most other betting companies because they are digitally native uh, and they don't have any branches so I, I i don't know i think there's there's less sympathy for me on the tech side because of that thing yeah um i mean obviously that was that was facebook's big thing as is it was as it was growing as a company but then we saw it get massive and it's had was it even this last week it had outages facebook was down it's like it's a case of it can still yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The bigger companies um i think but it's got Sure. I mean, it's ruined its reputations for other other reasons than <laughs> than that um, over the past few years. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I can understand that. Um, I think uh, strange for me the tech, maybe because I don't come from a tech background, that hasn't worried me so much. And I think maybe the communication does more because that's where my background uh, is kind of kind of lies. I, I think the communication is something that we seem to have been talking about the podcast for. 12 months plus now right which which isn't a good sign um and it's probably something that should be rectified but fi johnny g has a question here that kind of um not mirrors but opposes not opposes tries to balance out with tc's no (laughs) idea who you are (laughs) but what are what are your thoughts on everyone moaning constantly about everything that fi do does this give fi externally to a non-user a bad reputation I think it does. Um, I think it makes it quite uh, Twitter, particularly recently, and I think you've been a victim of this at times as well. Can be a little bit too antagonistic for what it is. Now I understand people have got money invested in it, so that's always going to bring certain levels of that. But it's a lot of people have made money from it. Um, I'd be really interested to know people who've lost money money from it. I've gone through periods where I've taken hits on my portfolio and things like that, but but overall, I'm still in profit and and have kind of reaped the rewards of that um and 
because you then throw in football loyalties and football opinions, well, people are very protective of their football opinions. Um, I think I think it's something that the community does have to get better with if we're looking to aid FI in its growth. Um, uh, because if you did just join, uh, if you just hashtag football index and look through some of the conversations um, and even back to the FI Illuminati and all that sort of stuff, are people going to want to join that community? I'm not sure. And I can't think of any other communities that are that are better at it, I, that I can think of off the top of my head. I, I've only, um, I've only things I can relate to is that, that when I was, I used to do uh, long distance running kind of picked up in my late twenties. And I was really surprised that when I went to races, the camaraderie that other runners had with other runners, everyone would ask about someone's time and were, were very, nobody turned around and went, Oh, that's rubbish. Everyone's always very supportive. And it's a case of, you do see it on FI Twitter where people are applauding people's trades and, and stuff when people are posting their big gains or, or whatever it may be. Um, but there is a lot of negativity around it. And I do think that needs to calm down. It's probably the best way I could describe it. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think there's two sides to it. I think there's, look, some of it is warranted, right? And I do think that if you send an email, Bob, and it doesn't get responded to, or if you send a DM to their customer support and it doesn't get responded to, and you're kind of at wit's, wit's end, in some ways your hand is forced, right? Oh, no, in that in that sense, I could, yeah, sorry, I was sure. talking about the, the community sure. as a whole. No, in terms of FI and that, and complaining about what FI do, in that respect, yeah, that's absolutely, that I have no issue with at all. If you're forced to take that, I've gone yeah. through every channel and I've been through that um, when I had my issues with them. Um, and I even said to them in one of my emails, I've not taken this online because I don't want to, <laughs> I even put that in the email. They got back to me quite quickly on that, so I didn't, didn't have to take it online. But but I think you need to go through those lines first and then if that's not happened, then I have no issue with people. Yeah, and I think that. that the other side of things is when issues like this arise, people start suddenly piggyback on random other things like you know fix the reserve price well you know that's that's been there for 18 months and we know it's broken we know it doesn't work so what's the point of trying to um bring that up again and kind of kick a man while they're down right if that makes down makes sense they've they've already got all these issues and suddenly you're throwing in something that you know they're probably not working on you know that it's probably not on their priority list but i we know because there's going to be whether the announcement on monday ties in with the relaunch of the website and all that I would hope that all those issues that people are complaining about are going to be, I think a lot of people are hoping will be all fixed by by that relaunch whenever that may come. I mean, it's gone, as far as I can think of what I've seen in the past, I mean, it's gone very quiet on communication about that front. And and when we talk about the communication, you're going, if there's just general updates on how those things are going, I mean, you can go, you can go too far with it if they're constantly updating on, yes, we know we're working on these issues. Um, but it's even people complaining. My worry for Monday is is that, not worry so much, but say they don't change dividends. I think all we'll hear about for the next six months is when are they going to change the dividends? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is there, that's when that's, that is more my concern actually is that, that we're just going to go into another cycle now of everyone's going to expect that to happen and forcing FI to do that. If I haven't helped themselves, yeah, I think it. I think they have to and to some just, extent now. But after they have hinted it, yeah, yeah, I think their hands have been forced a little bit by the communication they've they've kind of put out there already with it. 
Um, but that sort of moaning is what probably puts, I think would put people off more, is that there's always seems to be something like that. People were saying last year that they needed share split and all those sort of things. Um, I hope we just don't get another cycle of this is what FI need to do to do this. I think improvements are fine. Improvements to the platform are fine. Um, but it's kind of another another forced product innovation would, would be my concern because, let's say, we've, we've all joined up and held faith with the product because we want to see the product get to where we think it should be. Um, my concern is that the FI isn't actually dictated by football at the minute. It's more dictated by FI's innovations. Um, and I, I want to just to get to the point where we go through a season and the season is allowed to play out and you're able to trade your football players <laughs> rather than be trading for a share split or trading for an increased dividend or in trading for any of those other things or a new a new mechanism um, like in-play dividends. I, I kind of want to see a season where we don't mm. have that. Uh, to see what the football market actually yeah. does. I mean, I think we'd all like that. There's, yeah, I, I think there's a lot going on at the moment. And I think the Football Index as a company at the moment, you're right, they, they need to kind of consolidate at some point. And I think that probably has to come sooner rather than later. Because there's only so much rope, right? If you're... Um, if you're kind of hanging on to the fact that they will do they will kind of go mainstream and you know there'll be no tech issues in like a year the longer these problems right now go on the the less rope people kind of have to to hang on to which is a weird quite shit analogy but what can you do uh football index focus has a question how much if any confidence has been eroded with the recent technical problems is it minor enough that fi will bounce back stronger or major enough that new and existing users might be put off investing uh i would Mm. say quite minor um I, i think I don't think we've seen the panic this time that we saw with the that I saw, especially with those that were affected by the multiple um, the multiple yeah, shares being agree. listed and, and then duplicating. Um, that could change depending on what happens over the next couple of weeks. Um, if those issues aren't fixed, if the share save doesn't go well, if all of a sudden people are not seeing the right amount of shares in their portfolio, um, that I think could could scare off a lot of people, especially people maybe who've joined in January, February, um, which would be a real shame because the FI put a lot of hard work into that. And I I love the the promotion of the try January. I thought that was a really good idea. Um, And obviously everyone saw the benefit of that. Um, But I think if they, they were to have a similar scale issue over the next couple of months, that could cause a few people to go, you know what? I'll go and put my mm. money somewhere else. I think uh, it's... I I think a certain amount of confidence has been eroded because we were in such a bull market, everything was going so well, that I think the, um, the issue was probably amplified because of that. So, um, you know, if we weren't going if things weren't going as smoothly and the issue happened, then maybe we would have seen a less um, exaggerated response by the community. 
I think it will bounce back and these things blow over so quickly when something good happens. I don't know if it's a dividend increase or a deposit bonus later in the month or next month. I think that people will just forget about this. I, I truly do believe that, but it's on Football Index to manage this situation as best they can at the moment, really. But we'll see what happens with that, I guess, in that end. But um, the next section i guess is going to be all about the share split <laughs> surprise surprise because we're two days from the answer me and bubba recording on saturday so this will be out tomorrow so 17th of uh, march delillo says what is your opinion about the share split announcement what do you think fi will do so maybe we'll be brief on this because people might be listening on tuesday like bob you were stupid fig you were wrong <laughs> i don't want that happening i'm always right now um <laughs> uh I do think it'll be by four. I think the 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 common view seems to be that it's four. Um, I think there will be a slight uplift in the dividends. Um, just I don't think they'll go for for part pence um, or decimal dividends. I don't think. I think any marketing research they may have done will probably have fed back that it, that's too confusing for people um, at this stage. Um, you don't you don't really have any other bets where you win point. I mean, maybe do you? Actually, I've never bet in a in a pence. You never win a a point of a pence uh, and anything else that I'm aware of, um, or anything I've used before. Um, I know Bitcoin and that sort of thing, and if that works that way, but um, uh, which I think that will be at least we hopefully then know there will be a slight increase in the dividends. I wonder if they may be brave and do something like maybe not change the in-play dividends um, or just a minor tweak on those, um, given that's what um, the philosophy of, um, uh, I think Adam Cole talked about it, about uh, the notifications of that you can, that you get the push notification to your goals on the players you're on and going through to your phone. So you can, you've got that buzz that you get from traditional betting. Um, so that's the area where I think they may do something a little bit out there. Um, I personally, because the amount of times I've had players finish second on the media, media buzz, love that to be to be a three, two, one on a day, and it'd be three pence, two pence, one pence, or something like that. Just again, because I think that could generate a lot more kind of engagement across the platform. I would, I personally don't have any issues with the top. 200 being opened up because um, again I think that'll give more movement to the to different areas of the market um, I know that could potentially cause a decrease in, in the current media buzz um, dominators um, but I think you've talked about in the past going if FI are able to prove that actually it doesn't, wouldn't have as that much an effect I think people would go with it um, uh, so yeah that's kind of my, my general thoughts really I, I also think it might be four but there's a chance I think we could see five or six. I'm not certain. I, I don't know. Like okay. I just think that. Um, and what do you think would happen with the dividends in that that case? I'm not certain that they'll round numbers up. And the only reason I say that is that if they eventually want to create something that has decimals in it, and in terms of you can own zero point one of an AMR, I think that that's going to happen anyway. So if that's a long-term goal, if that's in the in the in the in the product roadmap, if that's in Kieran's head and it's definitive, and I know things in startups change all the time, um, 
I think that we we might see um, we we might see decimals, and for me, the problem remains with say if you go four ways in play dividends, assists are currently zero point two five p. If you do that, if you raise that to one p, that's that's a massive increase, right? Uh, same with goals. If you go from five p to one p, that's a massive increase. Same with um, uh, clean sheets uh you know if you go to uh, uh three quarters upwards to a penny that's still a big increase not as big as the others but still large um i don't know i i i think we'll see a dividend increase of between 30 and 50 percent i'll stick my neck out there that's yeah that's, that's still i think quite... but yeah about 30 percent is my guess um but but I th- go on, sorry. But if they, if, I'm just thinking if if they were looking to do points of a Neymar, would they necessarily still need to do the share split? No, if that was the case, no, no. As in, like, I I firmly believe yeah. this is the last share split we'll see. Um, yeah, okay. So, so, so this is more of a long term thing, right? right? I think that maybe. if that's going to happen in the long term anyway, why not just do uh, get people used to different. Uh, decimals now so i see what you mean yeah I, yeah yeah i don't know i'll hazard a guess at about a 30 percent increase and i'll i'll throw my hat in to say about yeah i'll say four share split but i don't think i'm positively certain on that i think it could be five or six and i think the i, I don't know there's there's that weird thing about if you increase in play dividends which is actually a trial and is going to be reviewed in july i that seems strange to me does it not to you, Bob? Like, it's currently a trial, so why would you mess with something that is um, that that might be sacked off in July anyway, or might be completely revamped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they might not change that. And I was just thinking, I was actually just thinking through going uh, the one the one thing I think they could do the go for a. Um, uh, a fraction is probably assists is the one that I think that people, if people know they were making one P a goal and it's half a pence for an assist, that's the one thing where I think that's where they can start in, ingraining people in that 0.5 of a whatever. Um, so I think that, that one kind of makes sense to me. Um, but I wonder if they may confirm on Monday that the trials are I don't think they can Maybe, because of the know. T's and C's um, um, because it's, they say it will be there till oh, July. Okay. But- okay. I've talked about it on Twitter that I'm not sure it's the right thing for Football Index as a product, IPDs, and I think a lot of people disagree with that, and that's, you know, fair enough. This is just my opinion. I just don't think it Mm. plays correctly into Football Index's mantra. Um, I don't think it really... uh, I I, I think, okay, we've seen, like, a couple competitors come out that are more um, focused on the short-term thing, right? Why would Football Index go toward that if their usp is the long-term game do you know what i mean because surely that then makes you closer to that competitor um which is probably not Mm. the way to go about things do do you agree yeah but at the same time i kind of linking back to the people complaining about what if i do and uh, not complaining what if i do but complaining on about what's happening with fi is that what i think in play dividends do is is people often complain when they're not seeing rises, they're not seeing returns. 
I think in-play dividends kind of tempers that because at least that way, I think at least that way people feel they're getting something out of the product if they're, if they're returning in-play dividends um, or they've got the chance to. Knowing, knowing that you can, you could have, uh, who was it? Um, ben Yedder got yeah, a hat trick yeah, last yeah. weekend. Knowing you could have bought Ben Yedder and he was already returning. 6p, uh, yeah. It, would it be 6p? Yeah. That's and you can hold him for thirty days, and you can, and he, I think he scored again in midweek. So you, you're adding to those things. I think that helps reduce the any negativity that maybe maybe broadcast through Twitter or Slack or whatever it may be. Um, so I, I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept it on. Mm. I just also think it's it's complicated when you add it on to um, what Football Index already is as a product. I think that it's already complicated as it is. If you add that layer or if you keep that layer, I think it's just like how much can the average person on the street really um, consume in terms of a a product and and how quickly can they learn a product when there's that many rules and and things to know. I think it's a a tough one. Um, I was going to think, I mean, is it something they could evolve so that maybe it's not in-play dividends are on a longer hold? but it's a sliding scale. So, for example, for the first 30 days you're returning, if we're going down the lines of the, of the fractions of a pence, is that for 30 days you're returning 1p a goal. After, if you hold for six days, you're returning 0.5. After, after the season, you, you're down to a tenth. To So it kind of plays into both the long-term and the short-term. But Potentially, but again, I just think it, you're yeah, adding another rule, right? Yeah. I, I went off the idea as I started talking it through. I was like, "Yeah, it's, it's yeah." <laughs> I mean, I, I I thought I had a good idea the other the other week where I said that um, if a player scores two games in a row, then their their goals in the second game should be worth more. But then I was like, "Damn! Imagine trying to explain that." Yeah, and and the, the reason I I kept with FI in the in the at the beginning, essentially, was the simplicity of it. Is that your player performs in because I joined as PB was kind of launched um, um, and I remember I bought into Isco I didn't even I wasn't really it was the day I joined and was kind of playing around with it and Isco was flying to the top he had a great game for Madrid that day and I bought him and he was going up I was like this is great not realising I wouldn't win the dividends for the day I think he did win uh, PB that day um, uh, but then actually I'm there actually trading as an, as an in-play dividend trader really um, but as I kind of got into it it was I'd worked out the simplicity of it. So that's probably what kept me in the longer term. Radio, so next question from uh, Tom77 here from the Football Index Forum. What marketing should FI be doing post-share split? This is vital in my opinion. Your opinion or Tom's opinion? Okay. Tom's opinion. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it's, I think it's <laughs> vital in my opinion as well. I actually think um, we obviously not had much communication about the... Um, Mike was really good, I thought, kind of building the communication about their marketing because that definitely put my faith into into FI the scale of it it now needs to go for me it needs to go to the next level now we the people that have been on the platform uh I've been on it what eight, uh, 16 months we're now going to see the prices back to what they were 16 months ago depending on the number of shares but the whole reason they're doing this is obviously to make it more appealing to new users this is where they, for me the market has got to go kind of to the not next in the next level, but it's got to be quite big, pretty much from where it goes. So I'd hope with that announcement, we're seeing 
the marketing strategy or at least some of it outlined. Um, whether it's sponsoring Barcelona or something like that, it's got to be sponsoring a stadium. It should be the Emirates can be changed to the uh, football index stadium. Um, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> why not? Why not? Um, uh, Tottenham needs some money. <laughs> they could sponsor Tottenham's new stadium. If Tottenham got a sponsor for the new stadium, I can't yeah. Bloody um, that stadium's an absolute yeah. mess, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. Well, actually, no, that would be quite. Uh, no, actually, I, I won't do that. Um, that analogy. Um, <laughs> um, I, I think it's important. A, how do you? My my issue is, I don't think you advertise it as this. This we no, I, I no, definitely, I agree. I don't think no. it should be that. I think it, it should be that. It should be. I wouldn't change the marketing and how it's been done. I, I think that's been pretty good. No, I think. No, I agree. I think it's. We've got to see the John Matson adverts more. We've got to see those things because if people have been put off by seeing Pogba twenty two quid, seeing Neymar going, oh, I'm not going to get much out of this. I thought about about this the other day though, Bob. Isn't everyone's ambition that they suddenly hold a player until they get to that price? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, Neymar went from, people keep saying, oh, Neymar's gone from, you know, £5 to £20 in a year and a bit. Everyone's looking to to, to then do that. So if player prices are at a ceiling, I wonder if there's like a, this is why I think they're going to be kind of generous with dividends. That's why I think, because if I think if it's like 10%, 15%, then, you know, your Neymars might only get to, six quid 650 which is still good but but then you know it's it's not not uh, then that ties in probably to the youngsters argument going well actually does it matter we've seen youngsters go past higher than what neymar was yeah and and it's a case of we may well see those we may just see insane rises because people are trading for the cap appreciation rather than rather than actually the dividend returns which we are seeing at the moment in certain areas um, there is also the flip side that people may just question going, hang on a minute, Neymar was 22 quid last week or 21, whatever he is now. Um, he's now only £5. That's a big crash. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know the shares, if you didn't know the shares really that happen. had happened, you'd be like, well, oh, that's not good. That's quite a big swing in such a short space of time. Um, no, <laughs> I, I hope it doesn't, doesn't either. But it, it was only the other thing I was thinking, oh, yeah, it's great that the price is lower. But anyone who looks at it, you would find out quite quickly a share split's happened. But in the marketing, could they say that it's tricky? Do you know what? That's actually funny because I actually thought that happened last time. Yeah. <laughs> so if you if you if you listen to episode twenty two, um, that is myself and my friend or my housemate at the time who we uh, we started Football Index together. We found it, as in we mm. found the product together. <laughs> when the share split happened, it was during the Euro two thousand sixteen, and I just said, "Oh my god." Alex Ibrahimovic has died. <laughs> you could do. Which um uh, it's um yeah, that yeah. that was a scary moment and then I was like, "Oh wow, this is great." But and then I saw like but everyone's risen. Mm. Like what's yeah, but uh you know, at the time I think Football Index RC was still coaching me through life <laughs> on Football Index. Well, for me like I feel like I can I can easily recruit like friends onto football index now because I mm. think it could be more appealing. I think people at work that that are huge FPL fans and know their football and, and genuinely would love this product. That that showing them they might be being reluctant, seeing that the players they they probably know best, the Neymars and people like that, 
at 20 quid, I think we just automatically put them off. And it's part of the reason why I was for this, but share split was for this reason. Um, so therefore, that's why I think there should be um, a quite a big marketing push. I mean, it doesn't have to be straight away. Maybe not that much towards the end of that season would be quite good with, they could then spin off going, who's the transfer activity going to be and find those those reasons to push people towards the platform. But um, obviously people are going to be watching a lot of football over the next few months as it comes to the kind of crunch end of the season. Yeah, I've just realised we're already an hour in. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, fried, fried, fried eggs from the Linux forum. Forum, guys, you, you've asked so many questions. It's awesome. Do you recall platform problems before regarding the share split? Um, I think that's either kind of insinuating, do you recall platform problems before all the share split stuff or during the last share split? If you're talking about the last share split, there wasn't any issues apart from me freaking out and thinking Abraham had dropped by however many pounds um but there has been problems before i think yeah, we've kind of answered this really question we, yeah what happened last year and stuff like that and they fixed them and that, that in a way that's the good thing it didn't yeah. cause they didn't have to take the platform off they didn't have to positivity yeah, yeah, Bob. it's going to be positivity. great we're all going to have six times more shares than we thought <laughs> <laughs> yeah four, four to six, six probably. yeah but it should be four and then it'll uh, be six you, by mistake um no no that's me <laughs> <laughs> he also said love your podcasts uh, he, he's putting that in air quotes. I, I don't know if that's kind of like a a sly hit at me. No, 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 no. I think I know. I think I think he's Pod, meaning you're, you're obviously your other one as well. <laughs> yeah, um, and music that accompany. Uh, that's a big uh, compliment because I've actually had a few, not a few DMs. I think a couple when the, when I first started putting music into them, where it was kind of like I'm not sure about that thing, and I was like, fair play. Yeah, I, got I some, sent uh, I, I sent you one of Ross Geller playing the keyboard um, from Friends. <laughs> Just because it reminded me of that, there was something in it that reminded me of him doing the helicopter thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, that wasn't what I was going for. He says, keep up the good work, Fig, which I really do appreciate. So thank you for that much. Um, Avincula's a Vin- a Index from the forum again. Given the amount of issues FI have had this week with technical glitches relating to service upgrades, um, as well as issues further back over the last couple of months as a certain result, of the strain caused by increased customer demand. How concerned are you about how they handle the share split implementation over the next couple of weeks and the long-term ramifications if it is mismanaged? I think we've kind of touched across this across all the other questions, really. Um, I don't know I don't know that the, the glitches have been caused by increased customer demand. I don't think that's been the cause of it. I think, in a way... Is it better we're seeing these issues now because obviously they're trying to fix them so that the transition is smooth but, afterwards? But but Bob, I think people have said this like a year and a half ago. You know? Yeah, true. Aren't we? Isn't it? Isn't it good that we're having these issues before we yeah, have true. tens of thousands of yeah. uh, active yeah. users? So we can only use that excuse for so long, can't we? Yeah, and that's that's probably the next bit of it. Getting if it's not, and we see another one, it's kind of a bit like the Martin communication. How they want to do that going forward and all that sort of things. It's the excuses we can give. I, I genuinely think if they still have these sort of issues over the next year, the gro- the growth in the platform will slow down. And I really, really don't want that to happen because I do think it is great. Um, one-off issues, like we've said, God, even big companies get them, I think people will be understanding of. Um, but they've, there's got to be an improvement in it. And touch wood, hopefully, there will be. 
I, I got a DM from someone on Slack saying, um, Fig, I, th- I think it'd be interesting if you kind of started doing polls as you're recording uh and then kind of throw back to them when when you finish recording and see what the answers are so i've just tweeted out a poll what percentage do you think dividends will be increased by zero to ten percent ten to twenty five percent twenty five to forty percent or forty plus percent so we'll see what those answers come back to at the uh at the end of the recording here if if actually anyone cares to uh to 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 participate but i I do uh, back to the question here Again, I, I really do agree with you. It's that kind of rope analogy. People are going to get to the end of that rope and then they're going to be like, look, I'm either de-risking massively or I'm leaving completely. And I think that there's also, I've talked about the mentality of football index traders that they're also quite all in or all out. And that can be really dangerous if it starts to snowball from football index as a company, because if you have, or you have a vast majority of your users that are in that mentality, then if things start to go south, then they're going to be all out. Instead of maybe the logical thing would be, okay, if things are going half as well as they were before, then I'm going to withdraw half. Do you know what I mean? You you could have like a 10% slide in company performance or product performance, and there's going to be people who are going to like, all right, I'm all out, and that's, you know, tens of thousands of pounds out the platform. I mean, I think you can, in a way, <laughs> FI... In the unit series product, it kind of knows what its customers, what a lot of its customers are, in terms of, in terms of what money they've got in there. Probably is reflected in how they trade, and when we see big sell-offs in in players because they go out of the Champions League or they get injured or or they they hit twenty seven um, uh, or anything like that, that will probably reflect what they may well do if the product doesn't do well as a whole, um, in that they will sell off effectively. Um, they may be able to, they, they probably could run some diagnostics or whatever uh, <laughs> analysis on who those people are. Um, but that's why, like we say, it could be this next year is going to be really quite key in, in, in retention, probably more than anything else, and keeping that money invested in the platform. Mm-hmm. agreed agreed uh and next we've got kind of like any other business and other questions and there's quite a few uh danilo again you're lucky he's got two questions in uh he's been on the show before good man and i've met him at a few trader meets now we've seen a number of trends coming and going what do you think will be the next nations league kids playing summer friendlies before they go out to be loaned transfers or he says can't mention transfers as that is a recurring cycle so Next trend for you? Uh, will depend on the share split for me. Um, I think if we are seeing a sort of percentage rise, I think I'm going to say it quietly, but there could be an increase in goalkeepers, um, <laughs> mainly because of the in-play dividends. Um, I think there are probably certain goalkeepers out there, and I won't name name ones, but with fixtures towards the end of the season that you may look at and go, actually, clean sheets-wise, they've got a good chance here. And if that, if given goalkeepers are at the, the cheaper end of the market, they could be returning quite well off the back of that. So, And I think that could be said the same for, for um, goal-scoring strikers as well uh, that are in that kind of, I think we mentioned the Juventus striker earlier. Um, there's a couple in there that I think could be affected. If the share split doesn't go what we're thinking, then it could be someone else. It could be something completely different. Um, uh, we... It could also work the other way that we actually see a devaluing of certain players across the market as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm i going to try and oppose your point about goalkeepers because I just don't really 
I think it's right that they're the least valuable thing on Football Index. Agree. I I have uh, never bought a goalkeeper. <laughs> I genuinely haven't. Oh no, I think I bought I bought I bought Edison on the day that the the in-play dividends were announced because of yeah. the, that Edison and I was in and out quite quickly. Um, mm. That is the only goalkeeper I've ever bought. Um, Interesting. But it was only, it was literally just thinking through going, actually, if we're now talking, yeah, if yeah. we do still that slight rise and they're at that lower end, then you may see in the short term, maybe not the long term, I think it could be just a slight, a slight, it's, well, it's, well, it's a slight trend. I think we'll... I think it will go into Champions League and Europa League guys and, and regular dividend returners. I think those dividend returners post share split, especially if you've got someone who wins two in a row or two in three weeks or something, I think they're going to fly. Well, I really do. That's that's where my strategy has been probably for the past six months. Um, but I have actually, I mean, I've, the last couple of weeks, I've barely, picked, other than Messi, barely picked up many dividends. Which then makes you slight, slight get itchy and you go, God, I should have jumped on all those youngsters. I'm just not yeah. in that cycle. And partly because I'm probably away and I missed, I, I made a horrendous error before I went away. I went away three days before, uh, three days after Mourinho was fired. Um, <laughs> stupidly had sold off Pogba because I felt he was my one risk before I went away. I felt I had too many of him, sold him off. He did obviously dip and then has pretty much doubled in price since. Um, I got back on, but got back on much later. Um, and I think what I want, back to one of the things, what have I learned since is sometimes it might, might sometimes not worth trying to chase a cycle you may be out of because you might be on the end of that cycle. Um, and I was gutted with that one because I, Two months before, I was I went into my new players thinking if Mourinho got fired, they would all rise. And annoyingly, I was right, but I just couldn't trade. And that's when I was in Australia when I didn't know how many you were going to play. I couldn't see the fixtures. I, I was literally reading things online about how they were playing. But the number of times over the past two years, I've heard that Man United were play better this weekend when I haven't seen it. And then you watch them the following game and go, no, they're, they're not a good side at that moment. They obviously improved massively and I've watched them a few times this season. Obviously they got beat by your guys this weekend, but but they are a much better for me, much better side now. But I did not thought that saying Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was in charge and it's a case of I couldn't jump on that trend. So it could be a team it could be a team performance like that. It could be a man- manager change somewhere that all of a sudden we see in a way, Pogba and Rashes rises, and uh, I think. Marcia. I mean, Real, Real Madrid. Real Madrid are about to play in about an hour, I think, with with Zan, Zidane back. Yeah, in yeah. So that um, could, yeah. And who his first lineup's going to be, and 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 he's he started Isco, I think, and Marcelo, who yeah. were who were, he started Kayla Navas as well. Oh, okay. Um, Oh, uh, that's, yeah. Of, yeah. Instead of Courtois, which is which is funny. Um, next question, Stuart White, and I don't think I'm going to answer this with a specific player. You've got one player to buy for one year. Who is it? who is it, and why? Uh, it's the player that um, uh, Kepler appreciates the most and returns the most dividends. Um, <laughs> who I don't know who is. It's genuinely at the moment you don't. I, I've got players that I know that I've bought for possible short term, uh, not short term, but that I think will um, will rise because of transfer speculation over the next few months. If their transfer goes through, I'll probably sell. If they it carries on, I'll probably hold for a year. I genuinely, there is no one player I think at the moment that I would hold for for a year, kind of blind. If I was, then I'd, I I would be then looking at youngsters 
but if they've I bought a couple that I've seemed to bought all the ones that haven't risen over the past three months, um, only a small small part. Um, maybe I would hold on to those to see if they get that the, the rises that we've seen in, in the likes of Hudson Adoy and um, uh, Greenwood and players like that. Um, uh, I'm gonna uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to say anyone just in case because then I'll be. Mm. Um, uh, next question from Jay: What is your opinion on the trending list? Have you ever made profit from buying f- someone on the trending list? Hate the trending list. I think it's in the wrong place on the app. Um, I genuinely don't <laughs> think it should be there. Um, I think it was only actually I saw that question come through, and I opened the app to look at it, and I think I have bought a player, and I made very very little, and I think I think it was. Um, a Juventus defender, um, Skilajo, um, last season when he started getting a few games and he and he jumped up a little bit. Um, I think there is just better information, a uh, better. Uh, it wasn't. I'd, I'd never clicked on the news element before, and I actually prefer that. And I think that should be where it's got the payouts and it's got um, information about the share split and all that. I think that should be the first thing you see when you open the app, personally, because the uh, I'd love to know how often one of those players on that trending list is not under a pound. Um, uh, and I often think it's you're often too late into the position then anyway, and often you'll see, a, I've seen drop-offs. Yeah, okay, you might get that one player that rises, then you keep holding and is four, four quid in a couple of weeks' time, but I've not had much success on that, um, and I'm not a fan of it personally. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think that there should be a Pence version as well. Yeah. Um, they should be side-by-side. I don't know. I just don't think it should be as big a a thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Completely it should be a, such a focal point as as you've. I'd ra- or, or I'd rather the, the dividend winners to be on there. Mm. Potentially, then mm. we could have overall dividend returns in the past six months ne- as next to those dividend winners as well. Just so you're seeing. Yeah. Ne- or mean, you could have like the yesterday's, the last weeks, um, the last three months, yeah. the last months. Yeah. yeah you, could, you could match it quite easily to what's on the pot on the um, individual players portfolio page. Couldn't mm. you really? Mm. Um, uh, next question is from Mr. Sweet FA. Uh, <laughs> my question is something you both agreed on as tall Bob FI retweeted it. Thoughts, feelings, and reasons why the football index isn't to be compared to a savings account considered most use it to invest and make money from i think this is important and it's probably good that we put out a disclaimer that nothing we say here is is any sort of like advice to do with your what to do with your money um and it's just two blokes giving their opinion for me a savings account is FCA regulated, right? Or that regulated by point. some sort of financial <laughs> yeah. authority, right? That means that most savings accounts up to £80,000 is covered. So, i.e., what that means, if the bank that you have a savings account with or the company that you have a savings account with goes bust, up to £80,000 most of the time is covered by the government or a governmenting body, or a regulatory body. Football Index is regulated by the gambling authorities who don't have as much power and they are regulated at a medium um, rating, which I don't really know what that means. If Football Index went bust, your money wouldn't be guaranteed, right? So let's think about that as a discrepancy. It is also not a savings account because there is actually no 
physical or intrinsic value to what we're betting on. These are the the what gives value to these bets are the dividend returns, which are fixed odds returned returning bets. Um, so it's not a savings account. This these are just an accumulation of bets. If you think about a bet, aka Arsenal winning, a derivative of that is betting on. You know, if Arsenal are going to win, it's likely that Aubameyang's going to score. So derivative of that Arsenal winning is you betting on Aubameyang to score, right? Because if you think Arsenal are going to win, um, it's likely that Aubameyang's going to score. So Football Index have taken that one step further, derivative of that goal-scoring action or performance action, and turned it into the product that they have now. You've you've summed that up better than I could. Um, Okay. (laughs) Okay. I just it, it does scare me. People thinking that yes, the return is is Bitcoin a savings account? Then why would FI be any different? Is is investing? I mean, I know you can have ISAs which are invested, but that's done with a protection in place. It's like I I I can invest through into my um, I can invest part of my pay into a share safe scheme at work. I can't lose money on it. For me, that is a save. That is a savings thing as well. If the if the stock price of my company goes down, I can still withdraw my my money at the at the same cost I put it in at, which is great. I'm protected in that res- respect. Respect. Um, if it goes up, I reap the benefit. That for me, therefore, is is a savings account um, in pure layman terms because I'm not not buffet with um, financial regulation things. But I just anyone pulling out savings to put into the index. You'd, would you do the same and put it into a bet or bet three six five? It's it's the same. If if you want to go, actually, you know what? I'll take a thousand pounds out of my phone. I'm going to play with that over the next year on bet three six five, bet ten quid every Saturday, and you make money. The returns could be greater than than football index. Great, but you've taken a big risk with that. You take you could easily end up with zero, and harder with FI because we know it's it's got. If you'd have put 20,000 into Abramovich two years ago and gone, he's going to return. Yeah, you've got some dividends, but your value now is, is so much less. So it's, it's, I think that's people looking at the upsides too much, not realizing they could easily lose money on this. Um, and obviously, we're not through a cycle yet, a longer cycle of, of, if you think about the big name players that retired, Rooney, Abramovich, uh, I know Abramovich is still playing, uh, they, they've moved on. We've not been through that cycle of a Sancho or a young player kind of going through their career yet. Uh, even Neymar, you kind of what's Neymar now? Twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, he's older than, older than I thought. I think. I mean, yeah, he's got another World Cup in him and all that sort of thing. But we're going to start seeing those drops, and people have bought at twenty one pounds or or whatever. It's a case of has he at his peak yet? I I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Um, but there will be people who will buy at that top, and there were people who bought who will have bought a Bremovich at seven pound. Um, who probably sold, but if they'd have held, then that would have been a huge loss, huge loss on that. Um, but yeah, that's I just it just scared me the thought of people using comparing to a savings account in terms of returns. I think you can, t- yeah, yeah, 
I'll leave it there. Mm. <laughs> we'll leave that one there. Yeah. Uh, the the Dave from the forum. The Dave. That's the his Dave. Title. Good name. Can you ask how he feels? The index has changed from his first podcast interview to how it is now. Has it improved for the better? Has it lived up to your expectations? How was? How has your trading changed? You've answered some of these, but maybe how has it improved for the better? Um, compared to your expectations. I think it's great being able to see. I think it's grown definitely more than I thought. I don't think I've made enough use of the growth. Um, I think I could have traded a lot better than I have done. Um, uh, I think my own impatience has kicked in at times, um, which has not been great, but it hasn't deterred me from from using uh, FI. Um, my trading changed depending on kind of what I've been up to. Obviously, I had to change because I was going away the start of last summer when I decided to take two months out. I probably did start de-risking as I got closer to going away. Um, I didn't want to leave a lot of my money in FI. I left more in than I thought I was going to. Um, uh, I it didn't have a negative impact. I was just very. I was. I was quite stagnant through January, where I think a lot of other people were obviously gaining quite a lot. That was just literally because I was waking up when the markets had made their moves and all and, and all that. Um, I'm kind of intrigued to find out how I'm going to adapt my training as I go forward. I've started probably diversifying a little bit more over the past sort of four or five weeks um uh and maybe more patient going forward now um uh so yeah that kind of pretty much sums it up really yeah it's um yeah i think you've answered that one quite well uh long call coal um it's like better call soul uh he's got four questions uh, i'm new to fi and i've just dipped my toe in the water at the moment i'm considering significant investment well i've searched online for the answers to the following questions without success so we would appreciate any help number one i think we're going to do these quick fire here yeah growth in the last 12 months in numbers of new investors and projections so how many users did we have 12 months ago um we've got 300 plus thousand signups now 12 months ago we probably had I, un- under 100,000 I'd say yeah probably about for some reason why do I think it was about 120,000 something like that something like that yeah. we've definitely had more than 100% yeah. increase so in terms of new investors yeah. uh, 200,000 probably since 12 months ago and I think by the end of this year we'll probably have five, 600,000 um, if, if we're talking projections uh, number two average length of a time a player is held um it's really short i know that but uh, it depends yeah but it depends on your strategy um i mean you've had various trades on here some have held long term some will be in and out in the matter of hours let alone days it depends on the player you buy um you may buy certain players because you know like they're going to return dividends quite regularly but other ones may just be returning over a very short period of time i think players like um Jack Wiltshire, who goes through his runs of, of media bus, but he's he's not playing at the minute. Is he injured at the minute, I think? Uh, yeah. Um, so it's a case of you wouldn't hold him at this time because he's unlikely to return that. He starts playing it, starts getting the goals. You could apply this to any player, to be honest. Then then all of a sudden you're going to probably hold them a bit longer. I've, I've certainly held certain players a bit longer because they've, they've actually started going through decent runs of form. People who, who bought into Pogba and, and, and that back in December probably... We're thinking they'd sell in January, but he then started playing so well. Man, you started playing so well, they probably held for longer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Next question. 
from him. Oh, God, we've got two left. Average percent growth or loss per investor over the last 12 months. And I think Adam Cole at the Trader Meet said 19%, wasn't it? But um, then a lot of people on Twitter questioned that. So I'm not sure if that's actually true or what, you know. I have no idea. I have, I reckon it would be slightly more. Yeah, I would, very I would, slightly. I'd say slightly more. Like, I genuinely think I'm a rubbish trader on FI and I've, I've done a lot better than I thought I was going to do. And I even look back and go, how actually, how have I made, I've not made life-changing money by any stretch of my age, but I'm genuinely there going, how have I made that? Sometimes if I look back and go, it's it's um, deposit bonuses and things like that. But um, yeah, I maybe need to look at kind of what is my actual growth in terms of just without those those incentives. Mm. Uh, and then his fourth one is future plans in terms of growth, both in the UK and worldwide. Well, in UK, I think it's kind of like rapidly expanding through just general advertising campaigns. Uh, live in New Zealand and working in New Zealand, you've you've proven that, proven the pudding there. Um, we've got I've got quite a few listeners and and watchers in Ireland. I know that's definitely live and running and alive and kicking. Sweden, I think there's been some regulatory hiccups where the gambling laws have changed, so uncertain on how well that started uh, and, and i know that there's plans for european expansion there definitely is the worldwide expansion for me having been away and kind of i think europe probably has to be the priority i think i think if they were trying to push into more into new zealand and more into australia and, and, and maybe even to China and places like that, I know China could be very difficult to get into, but um, uh, I hit a major issue with the time zone differences because I just felt I could, I was seeing things that I couldn't react to. But I think there's ways that FI could adapt going forward to to become a worldwide product. I think it's a long way down the line, and I don't think something they should necessarily be looking at now. But one idea I was thinking is that they could easily. For example, split the PB into effectively time zones and bring in leagues from those local time zones. And therefore, it puts the emphasis on the trader to they're doing, they're trading players at their own risk in time zones they're not necessarily in. Does that make sense? Um, so, for example, if you were to bring the K League in, you could then play those games in the PB between 12 and 8 a.m. in the morning. If I, as a UK trader, wanted to buy a load of K-League players, well, if one of those players break their leg and I'm asleep, that's kind of my own fault for risking that as part of a trader, whereas people in those areas could trade and react accordingly. And then again, it's up to them. If they want to trade in in UK players and they miss the news that so-and-so is retiring or whatever, that's kind of done their own risk. Maybe an easy way is just to have localised FIs. Yeah, I mean, you certainly, what I've come to realise, you can't just shift and lift, or lift and shift rather, um, a product and expect it to have the same effect. I just wonder, I wonder what the, I wonder what the reaction will be in a company like German, a country like Germany or a country like Spain, France to a product like this. I think that Football Index might not actually have to tweak that much to to make it successful in these other companies. I don't know why I've got that gut feeling, but we'll see why that happens. 
We had another three-parter from Metropolis from the forum. Hi, Fig. A couple of questions below, but he has, he's actually asked three. Um, how do how does how do you, as in you, Bob, foresee new technology improving the training experience as FI grows, Nasdaq, order books, etc. Um, I don't really know enough about this to be honest. Um, I, I've kind of watched things on order books and things. I think. Uh, Nasdaq involvement for me as a, a user just gives it a legitimacy, which I think um, is not necessarily a bad thing going forward. Everybody knows what the Nasdaq is, no matter if they have um, like the, um, uh, even if they don't know what it is. If that makes sense, it's a, in a way it's a brand, isn't it? That, that, that I think that's where um, FI would get its. For me, as someone who has no idea about those side of things, um, would I see it as a positive? Order books. Um, Again, not too a fay with because I've never used them in any any other trade or anything like that. Um, my only fear with order books is that, that could it be overcomplicate? And I know we are looking to move towards it, but it will need FI to to educate on board in the onboarding process of how order books work because I think that may scare people off a little bit. Um, yeah, I had a comment from someone on my, you mentioned the video that I made, the older books video on YouTube. Someone commented, <laughs> they just went, if this rubbish comes in, I'm leaving the platform. <laughs> <laughs> Which was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I really liked that. I didn't respond to it, but I, was just, yeah. I just looked at it and laughed. Uh, but it just shows you that some people just really wouldn't want that complexity. Yeah. And I, I do wonder with the current spreads and how much Football Index are making from the current spreads, whether or not order books have kind of, slip down their priority list a little bit it does seem to it seems to have done um quite a few things have actually i don't i i don't know well maybe they just didn't expect this many new users in 2019 like that it's totally feasible right they could have said okay well this is what we're going to do in 2019 um based on kind of the growth that we've seen at the latter end of 2018 it suddenly goes exponential in terms of growth in terms of they've got more signups in january than they did the whole of 2018 or something crazy uh i think something like that so you know you know at some point or for some reason at that point you have to just rip up your business model and, and start again not business model your marketing plan and start again really uh and to some extent your product uh roadmap because you're kind of prioritizing retaining the customers that you've so quickly gained as well as trying to gain them at the same rate if that makes sense do you think though given that this is a year that we don't have a world cup or european championships that they're obviously going to try and um so in a way so it's gonna be a very media focused summer is this the year that they kind of have to be doing a lot of those things though i don't think they can do order books this yeah, summer i don't think I they don't can think either but i just wonder if next summer might be then too late and it's like when do you i think they've got to find a window like they do with the share share split announcements and, and those sort of things they often find a window well maybe it'll breaks. be yeah it might be an international break or it might be yeah. 2020 2021 yeah. i don't know like yeah i don't think it's around the corner um, no i don't I, that, that's that's all i can say q was finding out on monday yeah <laughs> uh question two in general what are your feelings with regards to the future of football index in relation to it being a hybrid of a stock market betting and fancy football the introduction of pd would suggest the shift towards fancy football and statistics ipd as a shift towards shorter term betting how does bob think this has influenced the direction of the company and will influence it in the future 
I think we've we've kind of touched yeah, on kind of touched on most of that really, haven't we? Um, I, I, I again, I, I just want to not hammer home, but I want to emphasise my opinion that I really do think that for Football Index to be a global mainstream product, that I'm not certain IPDs are part of the the long term future, and I I think that you know there are things people talk about kind of. Um, volatility volume of trades there are other ways that you can do that and i think you can be innovative in how you stimulate the market in that in that suggestion i don't think ipds need to be there for the market to be stimulated accordingly if that makes sense so for me i don't think they're part of the long-term future i'd love to see ipds kind of I'd love to see Football Index say, you know, it was it didn't work uh, as we'd hoped. Uh, it was a big liability for us and people didn't really seem to attach to it. So let's just take that money and put it into Performance Buzz. I'd personally love that to see that to happen. And also with a startup, you kind of have to fail fast or fail often. Like if you're trying things out, just scrap them if they don't work or scrap them if they don't kind of identify with the values of your product. And I just don't think that they... IPDs really identify with the longevity USP that Football Index promote. Okay, I just I was I was looking at the um, just to mention of fantasy football. Um, this is a message for the marketing team at FI. Um, while I was away, I started listening to a few more podcasts on fantasy football and stuff like that, just because I was trying to improve my season. Um, I was listening to the Who Got the Assist guys and um, Planet FPL. Target marketing. Um, if those guys are up for adverts at the at the end of their podcast and stuff like that, that is FI's prime market, and I just think FI should be contacting those guys. And and, and I know you've been on the, the uh, who's got this podcast and stuff like that, but that's where FI should be. I mean, you've I think to- they've advertised it on the on the Fancy Football Scout. Oh, um, have they? Good, good. That's good. That's good to know. I've not not this but I think I've got a. Got a thinking that what well, they've done, and maybe they just didn't find it that it converted that much. Yeah, I, I, or maybe they did it before PB. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I just think when I was listening, I was like, "Why? This is the exact place where this could be." It's it's just such a target market that it's geeks like us that love football that are spending an hour, an hour listening to people talk about football, um, or, or, or spending an hour and a half recording it and then yeah, an hour and a half yeah, editing it. Yeah, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, his last question was: What are your thoughts on the upcoming summer break and in-play dividends with no qualifying matches? Will this create a huge shift towards? MB players, or will FI try to counter this either by including one of the summer tournaments, i.e., the under 21s African, uh, the under 21s tournament, Africa Cup of Nations, Copa America, as PB eligible, or potentially by introducing an improved PB dividend structure for next season? Um, I don't think I don't think FI needs to counter it. Um, I think that's one of the market cycles we've seen it before that there's the shift, and and if you're aware of that, you trade to that. I don't think they need to to work against it if they're looking to get more competitions in general on fi for pb that's great as well but i in a way i'd kind of argue that if they did that then there'd be a reduction in the value of mb players so yeah yeah both um uh and uh, also, would the would the would the pools be big enough for like under twenty one players? They'd have to IPO loads of players, suppose probably, true, especially with Africa true. Cup of Nations and Cup America. They'd probably have to IPO loads of players, which again waters waters down people's returns. And I'm not sure that 
that element was that successful for them at the World Cup. Mm. Um, Agree. I, think they, Agree. I think they kind of maybe will look at that next. Euros might be slightly easier, um, but the next World Cup, I don't think they'll be adding the entire Panama squad to the market. I think they'll they'll basically say, if your players qualify for the World Cup, they're playing at the World Cup and therefore they're eligible. Um, uh, improved PB dividends, that's probably to do with whatever happens on Monday, really. Um, mm. But he talks about the, the the matrix there. Do you think there's um, scope for improvement or do you believe that there should be some nudging? I think there should be some nudging. Um, uh, it's kind of those... Um, uh, which ones that are the ones that bug me? Um, I think for me, assists slightly more valued, attacking attacking dribbles slightly more valued. Um, but as we said earlier, going actually, the PB player that's winning the most at the moment is the one that's uh, that people would probably say, who do you think would be winning every week? Um, you could spin that and go, well, Mbappe is a great player, but he's not winning dividends. Therefore, it needs to be that opens a whole can of worms. And I think, um, I think as a trader, you've got to look at those that matrix and use that to for your research um, and find the players you want to buy. Sadly, there will be big name players who don't score well on 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 the PV scores, um, and there's enough tools out there. Um, from other people in the community that will age you to do that. Definitely. Um, next question from the forum again, Ricky, you'll never walk alone. So Liverpool fan clearly. Uh, do you think order books being introduced could scare off new traders and people that don't have experience in trading? We've kind of already answered this one, but um, yeah. yeah, I think we, we've, we've already answered it, that one. Yeah. If it does, then it's, it, it, rather than it does, I think FI just have to be ahead of that in terms of their, um, information how to do it and all those sort of things but i say it could be quite a way off that definitely uh, anything anything else that you want to sp- speak about bob or uh, we've gone for one hour no i think minutes. no i think i'd check uh, <laughs> the the kind of the main bits i want to chat about um uh i think we covered a, a range of variables yeah there. definitely definitely where can uh, where can people find out more about you uh so uh on twitter i'm tall bob fi uh, i say i'm not hugely active and and i don't provide any data or or scouting uh, reports like a lot of people seem to do um i genuinely am there uh to break up fights occasionally um uh uh but but do love being part of this community and i think um i'm quite looking forward i missed the last trade meet and i quite look forward to to getting down to the next one if they do it down london or if they do one up north again um because i think i think twitter can sometimes give us a negative opinion um as one of the questions kind of alluded to, but actually every trade I made, I've been to, I've enjoyed having a beer with a couple of people uh, and talking about football. Uh, and that's great. Uh, and I kind of like to see that going mm. forward. Uh, do you want to know the answers to the poll so far? Oh yeah, go so on. So 244 votes, which is, which is pretty decent. Um, 41% of people said between zero and 10%. 33% of people said between 10 and 25%. Only 8% of people said between 25 and 40% and 18% of people said 40 plus percent. And then I think the first comment was from EJ who said there should be significant increase, uh, 50% in my opinion, uh, <laughs> which would be lovely, wouldn't it? But I, and I don't, I don't think it's yeah. out of the question. I think it's unlikely, but it could happen. 
that's that's actually really reassuring because I think that shows that people are being realistic with with what they're expecting, um, which means like it is then, even if there is only a minor one, there won't be a huge backlash about it, which I think is probably quite key. And then it'll be down to the execution of it. Um, yeah, that's slightly that's made me feel a lot better. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that not more people agree with me. I said about thirty percent, which was in the twenty five forty percent. I seem to be in the minority. Um, interesting. Well, uh, if you guys did enjoy that, please do subscribe to the podcast and, and let your friends know about it if they're on Football Index and not listening. Why not? If you're on your commute please do enjoy uh, or enjoy the podcast and more importantly i hope it makes your commute go quicker if you're not commuting uh, we saw rob i think post a video of him cleaning some stables uh, if you're doing whatever cleaning a bathroom going for a run uh, going for a walk walking the dog whatever it may be uh, enjoy your day uh, and sorry we didn't have time for to answer all your questions but um, yeah hope you guys enjoyed listening <laughs>